Good morning, 2022. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official Untapped podcast. Your weekly look into what's happening in the Untapped community and the world of beer. This episode is brought to you by Untapped and the Untapped store. Check it out. Go to store.untapped.com. Go to store.untapped.com. <laughs> And use the coupon code podcast. That'll save you 20% off of anything that you buy while you're there. And remember to like, subscribe, hit the bell, do the whatever you do. You guys know how the internet works. Uh, But you do you. We appreciate it a lot. All right. So season five, we're back. We're going to have more explosions, more mystery. Maybe even more knife fights, because season four had none of those things. So we're setting the bar real low for us. Not for the beer, though. We're going to start off with some beers this season John and I have never had. And a badge has been a little too hot for me to handle. Raising the heat badge. I'm also going to sit down with Joel Holland, one part of the genius behind Harvest Host. Uh, If you love beer and adventures, you're going to love everything Joel has to say. If you own or rent RVs each year, uh, you're definitely going to love what he has to say. So stay tuned for that. But first, John, tell me more about this badge we're kicking off season five with. Yes, we're. Thank you, Harrison. <laughs> we're starting off season five by raising the heat, which makes sense. Ooh. It's the coldest it's ever been. And yeah. uh, what do we need? So the badge that we're talking about today called Raising the Heat. In order to unlock this badge, you have to check into five different beers and they have to match the style of a spiced or herbed ale, a Groot or an ancient herbed ale, or a chili beer. So it's a style-driven badge. All you have to do is find one of those beers that classifies as that style on Untapped, and you'll unlock the badge telling you, feel the burn, which sounds like Harrison is your physical fitness instructor. Um, Feel the burn. No, not from your pre-workout, but Mm. from the spice beverage you're now partaking in. That's five different beers to unlock the badge and then level it up. It's a core badge, and Harrison did a little bit of digging through the archives to tell us that Mm -hmm. this was actually created January 4th, 2016, which makes yeah. it, I don't know, what is that, six years yeah. old plus Something a week like or so? That. Yeah, six years and a week. Perfect. Um, yeah, it, it's. Uh, I'm excited to check it out. I don't think I've done anything with it myself personally, but, uh, but that's fine. Before we do, a quick note, if you guys haven't heard yet, Hop Culture is coming back. Beers Without Beards, the, the festival, of course. Coming to you live in Portland, Maine. So those tickets went on sale this week. Come support the most badass women in the beer industry. Visit Maine, Portland, Maine, Saturday, April 9th, 2022, of course, um, at the Brick South Thompson's Point. So it's a really cool venue. I got to take looks pictures of it. It's like an old brick building looking thing. But tickets are on sale now. Breweries like Allagash, Bissell Bros is a big one for me that I, I think I've yet to have. But Superstition Meter will be there, King Canary. So um, pretty sick breweries, sick meteries, great cause. Hop Cultures, Beers Without Beers Festival. Jump on over to festivals.hopculture.com to find out more um, and grab your tickets. The early bird tickets are on sale now, too. And hopefully we'll see you guys up in Maine in April, where there'll probably still be a foot of snow on the ground, but that's okay. There'll be lots of great <laughs> beer and uh, and lobster rolls and stuff to enjoy. All right. Up next, I guess let's open this beer, right? Oh, yeah, let's get the year that started. Is, that's what we do, isn't it? That's the um, main thing here. Yeah, at least it's yeah, it's the high point of my day, morning, if you will. <laughs> yeah. um, so Harrison's opening a beer called Jalapeno Weed Ale. This comes from Mount Shasta Brewing, and they tell us on Untapped, this is a smooth start with the jalapenos really giving it a hot kick that lingers for a while. The aroma is floral with a strong, spicy pepper bite on the nose. And I love this part. Dry hopped with 35 pounds of fresh jalapenos. Each batch will vary. If you've ever 
gone to the store and bought jalapenos and boldly like bid into one to see like, how hot is this? You know that that's only counting that one jalapeno. The one next to it is either going to be 10 times hotter or not hot at all. I I love Mount Shasta for giving us some kind of some clarity in that these are going to vary. We use fresh jalapenos. And I also think it's really cool that they say, even though it may not be technically correct, dry hopped with fresh jalapenos. Cause if you're listening to this podcast, you know exactly what we mean when we say dry hopped. So um, it's based out of weed, California. I assume that's where some of the name comes from. Harrison, you've already got it in a glass and in your gullet. How's it taste? Yes. There's heat. The hot hotness. These beers are always so fun. We've talked about one. We both love from bird song. They're jalapeno pale yeah. ale. But the thing about it, correct me if I'm wrong, John, is that they take all the seeds out of the jalapenos so it's not spicy, but you get that like jalapeno flavor. Not happening here. This punches <laughs> you right in the back of the face. Um, <laughs> this is cool, but but it's not like, uh, you know, un- not delicious. It's very tasty. I think it stands in like a beautiful amber ale, pretty much. It's got a great nose to it. It looks like just a beautiful beer, period. This is the perfect trick beer. You can give it to your buddy and say it's an amber ale. He takes a sip and boom, he's wondering why someone stole all the air out of his lungs. It's <laughs> making me nervous to take my first sip. <laughs> it's not, but it's, but I'm, I'm, and I'm not a spice guy. I don't, I'm not that person who's eating the buffalo wings, crying because they're so hot and, and pretending I'm enjoying myself. I'm just a guy who likes a good thing. This is balanced. And to your point, it's tough, probably really tough to make a consistent jalapeno beer because you may get a batch right that's crazy and a batch that's not so. So this is the first time I'm having this, but hats off to these guys for making something that I can actually drink a whole pint of that's got a bunch of jalapenos in it. But that's, yeah, this is good. What do you think, John? You made a face and a noise. What's happening? So, so good. This, uh, what really got me excited was the nose on this beer. Yeah, um, tell me I'm about that. Recovering from COVID, so I'm happy I can smell anything. <laughs> but this beer is a great test. Um, right. The nose is like, I mean, it's like fresh jalapeno, right? Like imagine going into some Grammy's house where she's making a salsa. <laughs> Right. And she's got jalapenos all over and there's seeds and you're afraid to touch anything because you don't want to burn your eyes when you take your contacts out. That's what this beer smells like. But then the flavor, it's like when you I mean, if I try and explain this in a John way, if I drink an IPA that's like triple citra dry hopped. Right. Right. I drink that IPA and I'm just getting bombarded with citra hops and usually citrus flavor come from that. In this case replace that citrus hop with fresh jalapeno and that's exactly like it just it meets you on your first sip and then lingers it's a little bit warm afterwards but it isn't it's not like doing it to be mean it's it's i think this batch is really well balanced but i'm also really excited to see every batch will vary what could be better than that anytime you see this beer you should drink it if you like it because it'll be a little bit different of a story Absolutely. I know. It's warming my stomach now. It's great for a cold evening. I mean, and again, beautiful beer. Just like beautiful looking, great head, smells awesome. And yeah, tastes delicious. I'm usually not a pepper beer guy, but this one's uh, this one's getting me excited, John. This one's I don't, it's very enjoyable. Yeah, where was this beer when... Well, we're not going to talk about football, but... Um, <laughs> Like this beer, if you if you like tacos, if you like nachos, oh, if yeah. you like chili, you should probably love this beer. It's not too dark. It's not too malty. It's just like jalapenos singing that are carbonated with some alcohol in it. Right. And right. I think this would be amazing if I had a little bit of cornbread just to kind of pair with it. Oh, like such a beautiful wow. evening, weekend, camping trip. What a great beer. No, like a, right, like a, geez, John, now you're making me all excited for cornbread. <laughs> it's cornbread rim on this. Ooh. I could go, go the distance with some cornbread. <laughs> just living that decadent yeah, life. 
is 2022 the, the year of rimming your beer glasses with bread? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Different kinds of bread. Plenty of bread out there. I don't want to hear anyone say there's not enough bread. Get Lots out of here. That's your excuse. Too, too much bread. <laughs> bread everywhere. Bread falling out the trucks. <laughs> uh, I got nine loaves of bread in my house right now. We, and we need more somehow. Yeah, this is. I, I also want to shout out your idea for the, like sneakily sipping this beer to a friend. Oh um, yeah. If you if you're fortunate enough to be able to grab some, what a. I mean, I'm not encouraging you to be mean to your friends or enemies, right. but this is <laughs> if, <laughs> if done in good taste, you know. Hey, here's a thanks for stopping over, Uncle Jimmy. Always love your political advice. Here, let me pour you a beer. <laughs> <laughs> this is it forget about icing people you got a jalapeno weed ale people let's get <laughs> ice out of here we're straight up jalapeno weed ale people right if it's the right person to lock in on the weed ale and get giggly and totally miss they're about to get burned by the jalapenos and you just sit back and laugh oh man but yeah this is this is cool this is my first beer from mount chasta and we're going to talk with uh, joel a bit more about those guys it's a beautiful brewery you're staring at mount chasta pretty much you know everywhere you look when you walk outside of it so this would be fun to look at a giant mountain slash volcano and enjoy some heat that's not coming from the volcano coming from your beer yeah, good i could get down uh, get down to that and before we go to joel though you took a, a hot minute to look at uh, this badge the reason the heat badge and, and what untapped users are doing with it what did you learn john man weird stuff I want to I want to draw your attention back to where I said that this is a style driven badge. So right. remember, like ancient ale uh, Groot was on there, obviously chili beer, but uh, a, like a spiced ale would qualify as well. So yes. that being said, this badge has been lo- unlocked about a quarter million times. A lot of people out there that have dabbled in the spice beer trade. The number one, the winner, the beer that's helped most people get this badge comes from Southern Tier Brewery. They make some weird stuff. They do. But the winner is their cinnamon roll Imperial Ale. Mm. Not so spiced, yes. Cinnamon, sure. Not yeah. what you might think after hearing Harrison and I talk about this jalapeno. Uh, this cinnamon roll beer was good. It tasted way too close to a cinnamon roll. If you haven't had that one, that's the beer that helped me level up this badge most recently. Uh, but a couple other ones, the the one that everyone should be thinking is Ballast Points Habanero Sculpin. That's yeah, on the top 10. Uh uh, Midas Touch from Dogfish Head for an ancient ale. Yep. Yeah. Midas, uh, Dogfish Head makes some great ancient beers that probably help people level this up. And oh, yeah. probably the weirdest one I saw was Summer Solstice from Anderson Valley. Uh, one of the first ghosts I ever had, I think, if I remember that beer right. But it's, I think, listed on Untapped as a, as a herbed ale, which is going to help you again unlock this badge. So if you're afraid of the heat, you can still get this badge and you can do it in a very yeah. cinnamon roll, delicious, delectable way. Or you can just go after the chili beers, which is really exciting as well. Yeah, they're fun. There's some crazy ones out there. I knew a guy who was there. Uh, Stone made like a beer called Anvil. That was like a crazy spicy. I don't know what kind of peppers were in it, but that was oh. hot, for a hot minute. That was like a trade, the beer that people were trading for like crazy. Their that crime and punishment. Exactly. Stone, I remember yes. those were, yes. those were some who those were dangerous. Right. So that, yeah, this is, this is not that, but again, there are lots of cool beers out there. This is like jumping back on to specifically talking about the spicy side of it. And it, that's a certain kind of person who's like, you know, again, give me, Barbie, give me the buffalo wing sauce right in my face. Hit me in the <laughs> eyes with it. Like we all know those guys and gals, they're out there. They're a lot of fun in small doses. Um, but uh, <laughs> jumping through tables and stuff. Um, but um, but um, but as John mentioned, you don't need to be right a hothead to to dig on this stuff. There's some cool ancient ales and groots and, and other things that aren't necessarily as spicy. You can enjoy, but this is great. I mean, this is really kind of making my my lips sing and the back of my throat feels a little funny. Um, my head feels a little funny. Speaking of funny things, I'm let's go talk to Joel. I sat down with Joel Holland. He's an awesome dude, 
and really it's hard not to be when your life is nothing but beer, wine, and traveling the open road in your RV, trying to find the next great adventure. That's what Joel does. So we can all find amazing places to go have some beer, some wine, camp out under the stars, and then wake up and do it all again. So that's really part of what Harvest House is all about. So go check out our conversation and then uh, come on back and we may uh, may have another something to do here. But let's talk to Joel first. Hey, Joel, how's it going today? I'm doing well, Harrison. How are you, my friend? I am fantastic. I'm excited, really, is what I am. I mean, to talk to you, Harvest House is such a cool idea. The moment I heard it, it was kind of like a light bulb moment where I was like, this is amazing, but why has it taken this long for it to happen? It's just like, it's it's so great, and I'm, I'm going to poorly explain it. So I'll let you kind of take us through what is Harvest Hosts, why is it so awesome, and why should everybody care about it? Because they should. No, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, and, and I... I also genuinely love the company and the product. I'm I'm the biggest user, so okay. um, I can I can be an evangelical all day for this. Right. The the concept is very simple. Um, we are a membership organization for RVers. So if you own an RV, if you rent an RV, if you have a converted mm-hmm. van, you join Harvest Hosts. Um, it's not very expensive. It's about hundred dollars a year. Yeah. That thing gets you unlimited access to spend the night at over 3,000 wineries, breweries, distilleries, golf courses, farms, um, and other really unique small businesses and attractions all over North America. Uh, and of course, for you know today's topic, we, you know breweries are, are yeah. huge and a massive growing part of our business. We have right. over um, 370 breweries in the program. Wow. Yep, and they're all awesome, you know, for one reason or another, right? Some have just the most tremendous yeah. beer, some have the most tremendous location, setting, um, but the concept, and here, and here's what's really what drew me to the business originally. And I bought this yeah. business about four years ago. Right. My wife and I RV. Right. We love going to breweries and tasting. But when we used to do it, only one of us could do the tasting because the other one had right. to drive you know, right. a twenty thousand pound vehicle. <laughs> right. So right. Right. We're like, this sucks. <laughs> like, wouldn't it be nice if we could come here, support the business, and then just spend the night in the parking lot? Right. Yeah. Um, yep. Turns out there was a concept, Harvest Hosts, that was doing it. It was pretty small, but I loved the the idea. I reached out to the owners and just said, Hey, can I buy this business? I would love to try to take this to more breweries, you know, more members. Wow. I love that. And right. As you said, you're the the biggest user, the number one fan. And what a cool like opportunity for you to write and fall in love with something and go, wait a sec, this is the beginning. Let's find the ceiling to this thing. And, and I'm sure like doing that, like, what a hard sell to kind of travel around the country, going to breweries. Like, I mean, I love to hear a little bit about that kind of, what is that like finding new partners, finding new hosts? It must just be a hoot. Obviously you can't travel everywhere, but I'm sure you've like gone to cool places and discovered new breweries. And what's that like to like people reach out and tell you, Hey, this crazy place is on the top of a mountain. It should be a, a host. Are they coming to you? What happens there? Yeah. Well, I mean, first, nobody believes me when I tell them this is my job, right? right. Like, <laughs> like, let me get this straight. You drive around the country in an RV having a blast. Right. And then when it's time to work, it means you go somewhere to drink wine or uh. beer. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, and it truly is that great. Uh, and so, you know, the pitch to all these small businesses, right? And to use breweries as an example, sure. it's, hey, we now have over 200,000 members at Harvest Hosts wow. that are like ready to support your business. And yeah. RVers are an enthusiastic crowd. They're a fun crowd. Most of them, you know, they're, they're, it's leisure travel, right? So they're on the road having a blast. Right. So on average, when they visit a brewery, they spend about $50 and mm. that adds up. Um, right. Our average host makes about $13,000 in extra revenue a year. Um, wow. But but really some of the popular ones, and I think two of the ones you're going to try today, yeah. they're each going to make between thirty dollars and $50,000 in additional revenue just wow. from our members. Wow. And we don't take any of that, right? We don't take a dime. Right. And right. it never costs anything to be a part of the program as a host. So our pitch to the brewery is, hey, we'll bring you customers. It won't cost you anything. Um, what we ask for in return is you just let them spend one night, 24 hours parked somewhere, right? Hopefully scenic, right. but in a parking right. lot, out back by the trees, Um they have their, you know, our members come fully hooked up. Like they have everything, right? They, they right. have their own water, their own bathrooms, right. their own food. They're self-contained. And so that's yeah. the other thing we tell hosts. They're not going to use your facilities, your bathrooms, right. nothing. You don't even need power and water. They got it all. Mm. <laughs> so right. I think it's a pretty easy pitch. Um, 
Now, not every brewery needs us. And some of them are, uh, you know, unfortunately are kind of, um, they're in urban areas where there's not sure. a lot of room. Right? Sure. So they don't need an RV taking up space. But right. but if you have room and you want more customers, I think we're a no-brainer. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do too. And I mean, Mount Shasta is a great example. You probably know them better than I do, but John and I are going to join their jalapeno wheat ale today. They sent over, which we thank them for that. I'm excited to get spicy, but like that's a, I mean, we California, like beautiful. Let's talk about that a little bit. Like what are yep. some of the ones that you are like, you, like, if you have a list, if you're like, I have an RV or I'm thinking of renting one, I love beer. Like what is the list of ones you've got to not miss? Where should someone start? Give me the, the lowdown there. Yeah, totally. I mean, so first of all, and this is what we spend most of our time on is growing the network, right? So yeah. when I bought the company, there were 600 locations and maybe 30 breweries. Today, mm. we have 3,000 um, and, and 370 breweries, but we're adding, like we're going to add hundreds of breweries this year. That's my goal, yes. right? Yes. And exactly. And we they're all spread out. And so the right. beautiful thing with 377, I think we have right now, right. they're all over the country. Yeah. And so no matter what state you're in, you can find one. Um or two or 10, right? Right. Um, and they're all unique for one reason or another. So, you know, we're talking about Mount Shasta, which you mentioned, and you're going to taste. Yeah. yeah. Super cool backstory. It's a family owned business, which right. a lot of these are. Sure. Um, they renovated an old creamery building. Right. It was built in 1952, right? Yep. So they, like already the story's cool. They took, yep. they took something that was discarded and like made right. it special again. Right. Um, the first, their first keg of beer ever sold in 2002, Weed Golden Ale. Yep. Um and from what I understand, I haven't been there. They have quite an eclectic tasting room. And yeah. and so, you know, as a member on our site, you can actually pull up all the photos of yes. the location and where you're going to park and what it's like. You can read all the comments and reviews to get a feel for the flavor. Um, but uh, it looks awesome. And so they've been a member of our program since last June. Um, mm -hmm. And they've had almost 400 of our members stay with them already. Wow. And uh, yeah, and people, and people love it. So definitely, if you're in California you know, check out Mount Shasta. Um, I tend to, you know, a few months, months out of every year we travel and right. we pick different routes in different parts of the country, um, depending on, you know, how we're feeling, where we're going. Sure. Um, some of my favorites, I mean, they're all over the place, but um, I, I don't know why, for some reason, I really like New England in the fall, right? Everybody sure. does. Oh, New England yeah. in the fall, what a right. spot. Right. And there's this brewery, Booth Bay Craft Brewery in- okay. um, Booth Bay, Maine. And yes. Booth Bay is like right on the water. And it's like quintessential, like Norman Rockwell, yep. you know, fishing town. Um, <laughs> and this brewery is awesome. And they win awards every year for their yeah. beers. Like their IPAs are award winning. Um, yep. The setting's phenomenal. So what's kind of cool to me is, you know, I typically go to the locations for the setting, right? Or, or location. Right. But actually, a lot of our members are award-winning breweries. And so yeah. the stuff's actually really good. So you're not compromising. You just, you kind of get it all. I know. Yeah. Booth Bay, I mean, if you're on a tap, they're a verified venue. They have a, their menu up so you can look right away and kind of get excited before you even go. Um, and yeah, I mean, as you said, like they're, they're world-class, they're thirsty botanists when they're IPAs. Like that's oh, it's so good. where people talk about and they trade yeah. for and they're like, you got to check this thing out. So yeah, but go to the source. I mean, and that's kind of what gets me so excited. Well, one of the things that gets me so excited about Harvest Host is like, right, you're, you're RVing around, kind of bringing your home with your, you know, your second home or third home or whatever. Um, and, uh, and, but you're also at the brewery. You can like walk into your couch and sit down and have a crowler and then walk outside your, and your front yard is a brewery overlooking maybe a mountain or the coast or whatever. Yep. Um, that that's really like kind of I took like the mental journey when I, I learned about Harvest House and I was like, what would this be like to like wake up in a brewery parking lot, like subtracting yep. the possible headache and all that stuff. <laughs> but not, you're in the parking lot, but not on the ground. You're in a comfortable RV and you're ready to like go do well, a tasting. Or and, you know, one of the coolest parts, and this is pretty exclusive to our program. Yeah. But you get to these locations and you, of course, go in during business hours. So you do the tasting with, right. you know, John Q. Public and it's fun. Right. But then you get to stay, right? right? You get to stay after they close. And what happens nine times out of 10 is the owners or, you know, whoever's behind the bar is like, hey, like, we're all going to just get together and like have a bonfire and drink some of these beers we literally haven't tapped yet. Would you like right. to try them? Right. And that becomes the really cool, unique experience is 
learning from the owners, like, tell me, like, t- how, how did you get into this? Like, how long right. did it take you to, you know, to craft the thirst, thirsty botanist and win these awards? Right. Um, that's really fun. So you get this yeah. behind the scenes look that nobody else gets. And that that's what makes it truly special. Yes. And as someone who's worked at worked at a brewery for eight years before coming to Untapped, yes, when the bar closes to the public, the brewers, the bartenders, they're still there. And that is when like the seller comes out or logistically like the beer they're going to release tomorrow. They tap right now and check it out. And that's so cool that you know, your members have an opportunity to be there and have that relationship where, right, they're not just, you know, someone who's coming in for the day and doing a taste in a tour, but they're parking out back, camping out back or whatever it may be. And dude, I've gotten to, I've gotten to can beers. I've gotten to label beers. Like I've, I've like, I feel like I've learned other, I could not obviously build a beer, but I can (laughs) physically package a beer now because of Harvest Hosts. Right. That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. And that's really, that's what people want who love beer, love breweries. It's, you know, you truly do that. You want to kind of go behind the scenes and, and just have a unique experience there. Um, and you're obviously offering that up and like, yeah, and, and again, such a cool way that, uh, it's just, I'm, I'm excited you guys are doing this and excited to see you guys grow this year. I mean, that's, that's so cool. You've already leaps and bounds for four years, like rocketed up past 3000 locations, but to say like, we're just getting started. That's exciting too, where someone just loves a new adventure and loves telling our listeners about that. Cause we get all the time, I mean, every week, someone's traveling somewhere. Where do I go? What do I do? Now we can open up this whole new world of, well, if you have an RV, here you go. Like, or if you want to rent one or have a buddy who has one, great. Call in the favor to your friend that has the RV and you, you know, give them this awesome adventure uh, through totally. Harvest Hose. So it's just, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm loving it. And I want to talk more about the unique stuff. So that alone is the getting beers and hanging out with brewers after hours, which it takes certain kind of person but um but anyway so tell me more what are some other cool stories things that stand out experiences you've heard from members or hosts that you're like wow what a cool what an amazing thing to, to happen yeah totally i mean well one of the other um breweries i think you guys are going to be trying at some point um yes Devilation brewing yes i hope mm-hmm. i pronounced that right i haven't been there yep, yet yep. either the bummer is now we're growing so fast. I can't personally visit them all, which, which I right. used to be able to. Um, sure. So mm-hmm. a lot, you know, a lot of recommendations I take directly from our members and you know what they're saying, but, right. um, but what I think is really cool about Devilation is uh, so it's in Richmond Hill, Georgia, veteran yeah. owned brewery. And yeah. so I've been to actually a number of host locations now that are veteran owned and they're super passionate about it. I mean, and, and mm-hmm. I don't know, you know what it is, but basically They've like found a new life where they're like, this is what I want to do. This is what I've always wanted to do. And um, they crush it because it's like they're doing it for all the right reasons. I I don't know. And and like, it sounds weird, but, but basically all the veteran owned ones I've visited, you could just tell there's something very passionate about the business. And and I think that, you know, and and that's what, that's what's cool about microbreweries in general is there's actually some soul to them. Um, Right. And, And so I think that, um, you know, Devilation, I'm excited to, you know, to, to visit. Um, I guess the founders trace their lineage back to Norway. And so it has right. a Viking theme, which is kind of cool. I know, yes. And I'm, I'm yeah. hoping John and I get to try their Viking Sati, which is one of their kind of farm, a Sati style farmhouse ale, which is Norwegian and, and uh, uh, originally came from Norway. So that's there, yeah, leading into that heritage, but um, which is so cool. And that's a style you don't see enough. It's a lot of fun, kind of like a spicy in a different way than the jalapeno one is um, farmhouse ale. So that's yeah. cool and too. They, and they, so they joined in August, last August. So, okay. so right, not even close to a full year. And they've already right. had 663 RVers stay with wow. them. So that, that's, I mean, that's, that's saying something. It must be very, very good. I love that. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. And again, looking at them on untapped, it quite obviously is great reviews. A lot of really cool styles of beer. You don't see a lot like Satis and, um, they have, you know, Irish stouts, Dunkelweizens, a bunch of apple spiced ales, mango habanero beers. Like that, if you're on, if you want an adventure, you know, Harvest House and beer, boom. I mean, this is a perfect devilation. It's a great stop. will be again, hanging in your RV, but also drinking beers that 
maybe your neighborhood uh, brewery isn't making different kinds of styles. So that's fun too for yeah. Kind of and then we have we have some and, interesting like hybrid breweries. So so mm. there are, um, and you can discover them all over. But uh, sure. last year we visited one that was a brewery golf course, and oh, and you okay. could park right there, go do a tasting, and then jump in a golf cart and go play a pretty nice little course. Um, right. but the cool thing about putting those together is it was just really fun. Like it, like it was actually right. one of the more fun. I'm not a great golfer, but after doing a very <laughs> yeah. strong tasting, I had a fantastic right. time, right? There you so go. Right. <laughs> put them together. Um, we have a lot of food and breweries, right? So, sure. so places that have phenomenal, um, kitchens. And yeah. so you'll, you know, you can go for either the food or the brews or put them together. Um, right. you know, Booth Bay is another good example. They have mm -hmm. wood-fired pizza there. That's phenomenal. Mm. And, and so I actually, when I stayed there for a couple of days, I really didn't have to leave. Right. I had right, the beer, right. I had the pizza, I had the right. views of the ocean. Wow. It, it had everything. And so I, I like some of these combination breweries that are popping up. It's pretty right. cool. Yeah, absolutely. And you see more and more of that with brewery distilleries, right. Breweries with food. Like, yeah, there's so many different ways to kind of all the, yeah, that's one's, I, I think that's one that makes me a little nervous, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think we've added, we must've added 15 or 20 ax throwing breweries in the last oh, yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know who started that concept, but pretty Brave. smart. Pretty yeah, smart. Brave person, right? Yeah. And a lot of trusting friends. And here we are. <laughs> I know we have one in town that we go to that's it, as a company that's it's uh it's great. It's a lot of fun. Um and we also have our fingers and all of our toes. So everything's everything's peachy keen there and have a blast. You're right. That's a but that's that's your the, the kind of the point you're making is that you can right, there is no brewery now every brewery is different, every brewery has some cool, unique thing. You know, why why limit yourself to what you can experience through it by going there and then going to like a hotel or being there for a couple hours and leaving when you can like hang out and really just immerse yourself um, in what that brewery is all about. Um, that's I mean, that's what Untap's all about. This huge community that we're, you know, that we're, we're in the middle of is discovering new fun things and people that also enjoy them. And, you know, it sounds like Harvest Host is a very similar community that are people that are just loving kind of the open road and discovering new things and can really do that with wine, with beer, golf, all of them, which yeah, they can and, and supporting, and yeah, and supporting local. I, I think right. that's the I don't know what changed. And because this was happening before COVID. So COVID, yeah. COVID, I think, accelerated the trend towards supporting small businesses and local mm -hmm. businesses. But yeah. it was already happening. Right. Um, you know, I think that small town America was having this like revival where, Oh yeah. You know, like we're, we're, we're old buildings that were discarded. We're now yep. turning into breweries is a perfect yep. example. Yep. Um, and attracting people to come have that local experience. So, um, COVID again, like fast forwarded that, but it's not going away. I think that, oh, yeah. I think that's here to stay for mm -hmm. a while. Right. And I would imagine, I mean, you, you know, more than me for sure, but like I anecdotally have so many friends or family members who are like, we got an RV or we're getting an RV. Like, okay, cool. Can't go on a traditional vacation right now, but we can go with our family somewhere in an RV, avoid the hotels. Like the kind of convenience that an RV brings to today's world really, I mean, it, it, I, people have figured it out and are like, we're just doing this now. This is part of our lifestyle. Why wait? That was another one. Like my uh, good friend who was like waiting to start like his RV life, two of them actually. And they bought RVs the past two years. Cause they were like, well, I'm not going to wait now. I just, I can take my computer work wherever I want and go to breweries or wherever I want to and sleep out back. And it's, it's, yep. it's very cool. I, you know, Right. Obviously, the world's very crazy right now, but for these little like, you know, things that happen that, that on the personal level that a lot of people that I know are doing, then it's like, oh, that's great. Great that this thing kind of kicked you into doing something you were waiting to do for really maybe no reason. But when you had a little bit of time to think of what you were doing, it was like, ah, let's not wait. Let's just go on this adventure now. So, yeah, I mean, I like to say the great American road trip is back. Um, yes. I I think one of the reasons is it gives people control again. Like we live right. in this weird world where a Thanks. lot of stuff's out of our control. And right. when you have an RV or, or any vehicle and you can jump in it and like go somewhere on your own, you know, on a whim at, at your own back, you know, and call, like yeah. there's a control factor. And we miss that. Like I, I, people want to be in control. Sure. I think I totally agree. You're right. That kind of convenience of taking your home with you, familiar stuff with you, but right. It's your, there is no check-in time. 
there is no checkout time. You go where you want to go when you want to go there. Um, yep. And yeah, that's that's right. It, that feels almost too weird and too freeing. And if you're having that feeling at home, just ignore it or maybe accept it, swallow it and go, ah, no, wait, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Explore the world uh, yeah. all I can. And totally. for people who, yeah, for people who are um, for like new to this, they're like, Harrison and Joel, this sounds amazing. How do I begin? You guys have a couple resources for people that are like brand new to RVing on your website, right? Like an ebook that kind of can walk them through that. Is that right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So we've got uh, a fantastic blog, um, you know, with, with every article you can imagine on right. how to choose the right unit, you know, right. how to rent a unit, how to right. do basic things like dumping your wastewater and filling right. up with water. Very right? important. Yeah. Very important. Um, I will say this, it's not that hard. Like the reality is, I think it's easy to put RVing on a pedestal sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, it's super simple. I mean, these things have yeah. been around since the like early 1900s. They've only right. been perfected more and more every year. Right. Um, it's a little house on wheels and right. you plug it in, you put a little water in it, you connect your little stinky slinky to the ground, you're good to go. <laughs> it's, it's just really not that hard. Um, right but it's a ton of fun. And so yeah. you, like you said, we have that um, guide to RVing. So a newbie's guide yes. to RVing. Yeah. You can find that on our website. Um, and there's a lot of great YouTube channels out there. And then it's like, that's another, you know, we started creating some content, but you know, why reinvent the wheel? There are a lot of great YouTubers who walk mm -hmm. you through RVing. Um, yeah. And, and you can look up and find all kinds of great uh, videos on harvest hosts and the, and the best places to go as well. Um, yeah. And that's another thing we, we put in our blogs, a lot of recommendations on sure. like, hey, if you're doing, you're looking for a brewery route, here's here's something to check out. Um, so there, so we do provide a lot of information. Um, I did pull up, I was doing a little quick research on some of our yeah. most popular breweries. And yes. one of them that has always been our most popular is um, Big Sky Brewing Company oh, in Montana. Sure. Wow. Yeah, for yeah, sure, Missouri. I bet, wow. Yeah, and so I'm sure that they're popular on Untapped. Um, yep. They have such a beautiful setting. So it's like the views from there are just unreal. And then the beer is great. And I like one of the photos yeah. I'm seeing a member posted was one of their beers. We make water fun. That's great. Right. What a nice thing to, right. a nice thing to do. <laughs> exactly. And Big Sky is famous for Moose Drool Brown Ale, which is like, it was one of those original, almost like craft beers where the name's hilarious. And that was whatever. I'm dating myself. But many, many, a long time ago was like a beer that, people would trade for and be like this is wild and cool and it's a brown ale but they can go to drink where moose drool is made which is a funny sentence but but i'm right but <laughs> that can happen and actually stay there and hang out and yeah i mean phew, montana is amazing big sky brewing is right to yeah that i'm sold on that one um all of them really but like that was i was curious if mean, it was out in montana wyoming kind of oh yeah the stars at night laying down having some moose drool like i'm sold. so good and then if you're <laughs> so then i'm based in colorado uh um, right if you're passing through colorado we have the colorado farm brewery and okay. this is our most popular in, in colorado right. they have same thing beautiful setting but they do concerts right so, so i think that's um, another they yes. you know talking about wrapping things together they do these awesome nice. concerts and um, so you can have a great beer and a concert and then walk back to your rig and go to bed. I mean, wow. that's a full evening right there. Yeah, that sounds amazing. This all does. I mean, it's right. As I said in the beginning, like you, the more you learn about this, it's like, oh, my gosh, why hasn't this happened? Why don't I have an RV? So I start questioning myself and the decisions <laughs> I made. it's like, why am I not doing this? Why is this not happening why am i looking up how much it costs to go to disneyland for a vacation that's not let's forget that ridiculous dream let's go make our own um and you make that really easy um i mean absolutely it's you know you've done really all that like the hard work is become a member and great pick your adventure as you said and you're you're off and running so let i would love to talk about that a little bit and kind of the future you mentioned adding more breweries which is exciting but for 2022 What's kind of that you can reveal? And I'm sure there's maybe some secret things we can't talk about yet, but um, that you can talk about for this coming year. What are you guys up to? What can we expect from Harvest Hosts uh, in the near future? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing you can expect is more breweries. Yeah. Um, so our goal this year, it's the biggest goal we've had in the history of the company, is to add 2,000 new hosts to the program. Wow. Yep. So to grow from 3,000 to 5,000. Um, we have a phenomenal team. We've really grown the team quite a lot in the last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, 
And a lot of that focus is on growing our network because we know that that, right, that's what makes the company work. Sure. Right. Our members are here because we have such a great network of hosts. Um, and our hosts are happy because they, they get supported and, and it's just a great, it's great for them. So yeah. our pitch, I think, is is strong. Mm-hmm. Now it's a matter of getting the word out to more breweries, which is why I'm glad to be here, by the way, because yeah. if any any breweries listening, yep. you know, we I can promise you happy customers, more revenue. We'll take none of it. It'll never cost you anything. So <laughs> go to harvesthost.com and click for hosts and sign up. It's free. I love it. I love uh, it. But yeah, my, my goal is to add hundreds of new hosts in 2022, uh, breweries, you know, yeah. 2000 new hosts, but hundreds of breweries. Um, I want to have them everywhere. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's interesting. We have a lot of them out West, a lot on the East coast. I was a little disappointed when I looked up North Carolina mm-hmm. and saw that we don't have a great penetration of breweries. Um, so yes. we're, we're going to work on, we're going to work on that. Yep. Yep. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's what, that's what 2022's focus is. I love that. And I'm, I'm, Pretty confident in saying you will get some breweries reaching out from this show because I get a lot of breweries reaching out to me, asking me to talk to them about beers and have them on and all kinds of stuff. So I know they listen. I know you're listening. Don't hide. Um, but I mean, yeah, I would encourage you to be a part of this. This is such a cool, right? Like what the downside, I, I don't see one. Like there isn't one. It's just you get more people who are going to care about what you're doing, hang out, be an ambassador for your brewery, create great experiences they share with more people. Like, Ah, oh yeah. Well, then that's old. a good point too. So our members are very, very social, and the amount right. that they post, you know, they they make you know YouTube videos, TikToks, sure. Instagrams, right, right, Facebook right. postings. <laughs> they love to, they love to share it. I mean, that's it's like that's the beautiful thing is when you're in an RV and you're going to a brewery, you just want to tell everybody about it. <laughs> so right, so right. it's great for the brewery because then they benefit. Um, right. Yeah, I think the only reason not to work with us is if you don't have space. I mean, that right, really like sure. if you don't need more people. Right. Um, and you don't need more, you know, traffic, uh, we get it, but if you, right. but if you have room, um, you want some great customers, I promise you, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sold again. I'm trying to think what can I sell to get an RV? I know you guys have great rules. I can't just like roll up in my car and sleep in the back. Like you have to have a toilet and a kitchen and be an actual RV, which I'm sure the hosts appreciate. You know, just get people showing up right in a, in a Wrangler trying to sleep on their roof. Right, it's not right, what we're talking right. about. Um, but so, yeah, again, you, it's very thoughtful the way you put, you know, put everything together for the members, but also for the hosts to feel like, right. It's, it's, easily mutually beneficial and i that's great just how just putting the thought you guys have into all this on really every level um it's it's awesome it's it made me happy to see all that and you actually brought something to share with us today a promo code so if you're out there and you're like yelling at your phone or youtube or whatever and you're like i i'm ready like how do i sign up i have an rv i've been trying to use it more cool it's good we're gonna get really easy to become a member for harvest hosts that's right. And so, yeah, if you, when you're checking out on the website, you know, click join now. Um, before you pay, there's a coupon code field. The code's untapped. That's it. Put in okay. untapped and you'll save 15%. Um, and that's locked in. So so you'll save 15% uh, as long as you're a member. And we never raise prices on existing members. So I think that especially in this time we're in right now, <laughs> inflation. That's right. Every day I get an email saying prices of this are going up, prices of that are going oh, up. No. Um, Sign up with us. We're not going to raise your price. So, right. so that, that, you know, and you'll save a little money too. That's right. The only inflation is in your tires. That's it. That's where it. it should be. I wish that was the only inflation. <laughs> everything's getting, feels like everything's getting expensive. I know it is, but you know, but the open road's still there. It's still mostly free depending on gas and all that other stuff, but that's not important. Think about that. Think about the fun you're going to have, the adventure you're not having right now and wondering why am I not doing it? Okay. Wonder no more. Jump on over at harvesthost.com. Check this out. Maybe you'll see John and I there. Maybe we'll get an RV. That was a long-running joke a season ago that we would get an RV and just go from brewery to brewery I'm oh, just, yeah. and do the show well, there. Could, I mean, couldn't you imagine an untapped, wrapped RV <laughs> on the road? I mean, it's a no-brainer. It, yep. yep, I can see it. I've seen it many dreams and doodles on notepads and stuff. It exists. Yeah. The, the, the print of it is somewhere in some probably old older of mine. I have to dig that out. But Joel, this has been awesome today talking to you about Harvest Hosts, about the really unique approach you guys have to hit the open road, take it adventuring in your RV to the next level. It's awesome. Thank you so much for your time and sharing this great stuff with us. Yeah, Harrison, I appreciate you having me on the show. It's always a cool. blast to uh, yes. talk about RVing and drinking beer. I, I know, right? I, I could do this any day. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, Joel is awesome. And remember, for all you RVers or soon-to-be RVers like me and maybe John now out there, the promo code is just untapped. You're going to save 50% off an annual membership at Harvest Hosts. And maybe, yeah, John and I will finally get our act together and buy that long romanticized about RV and take drinking socially on the road. Drinking, oh. that sounds dangerous. Well, don't worry. We'll be smart. Drinking while parked. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, we're safe. We're safe. Drinking while parked. There we go. Parking lot yep. beers. Yeah, that's eh. maybe another thing. So Joel mentioned something, mentioned a debilation during that uh, that interview, and I'm pretty sure we have the first bonus beer of the season to enjoy, thanks to Joel and the folks over at Debilation. There we go. John's got it. Looks terrifying, but it sounds... Amazing. They're peanut butter and vanilla milk stout. You pulled up some stats on this thing, John. So I'll let you crack into that real quick while I crack into this beer. Yeah, this one, great pick, uh, Harrison. And thanks for the suggestion. This beer from Debelation. Debelation is out in Richmond Hill in, in Georgia. Uh, and the beer they sent, peanut butter and vanilla milk stout. You know, I'm already interested. I know. Um, The notes we have here, this is a 5.2%, 32 IBUs, and probably most impressive, this took first place at the 2020 Homebrewers Competition at the uh, Domrus Cup. So first place homebrew winning beer, which should that should pique your interest. Uh, these guys, Debelation out in Georgia, not huge. I, I think they haven't been around for very long. They're kind of just getting started. You can check them out on Untapped and take a look at their beer lists. They have one called Spicy Garlic Pickle that I wish I knew more about. Um, yeah. But they also have a Mango Habanero that's listed as a chili beer. So that'll help you level up your Raisin the Heat badge. But what I, what I really want to hear about is Harrison's take on this peanut butter, vanilla milk stout. I love it. And it's as advertised, as described, I should say, in the, the name of the beer. I mean, when I think when someone says peanut butter to me, my mind goes and chocolate. But today it says and vanilla milk stout and it's working. It's peanut butter in the nose, peanut butter up front. And then it jumps right into like like a French vanilla milk kind of frappe thing happening in my brain. Really cool combo. But I even though vanilla was the name, the vanilla surprised me. It jumps right out and grabs you. But again, not in an overpowering way. Lots of peanut butter in here, too. So this is pretty cool, and it's cooler still. It's only 5.2%. So this is my kind of peanut butter and vanilla milk stout where I could actually get down with it. But what do you – so a lot of peanut butter, vanilla jumping in. What's happening over there on your side of things, John? Yeah, honestly, not much different than what you're getting on the nose. I'm trying, but – for me on the nose, I got like beer and then you get oh, well, like with peanut butter, go test me, go grab your GIF jar. Tell me what peanut butter smells like. It's kind of right. tough. You're and right. you, I get a little bit of that, like, I don't know, unanswered smell in here where I'm like, okay, there's something like there's something hidden below the surface. And then mm-hmm. when I take a sip of it, super smooth. Yeah. Um, like the carbonation is not flying all over in here, which really helps me taste that smooth milk stout the peanut butter flavor just kind of rides the wave and then like harrison said uh the milk stout the lactose the smoothness that brings really adds a lot too there was something i wish i would have grabbed uh on the youtube video before i cracked this harrison did you notice anything special about the cap you were talking about earlier on this yeah (laughs) yeah i mean it looks to me like we got a hand capper situation perhaps or a one of the old on the counter ones, a lot of sweat and effort going into, well, not into literally, I hope, but around these beers for these beers to be bottled, bottling beers manually. That is difficult. Um, yeah. So hats off to these guys for capping them. And a great, I think a great product inside. I think the closer you can get, I talk a lot about food. You can go out to the nicest restaurant in the world. You can order the most expensive thing on the menu and try and impress whoever you're there with. It's not going to taste as good as that dish that your mom or your friend made for you in their kitchen. And sometimes when you get a beer like this, that's probably really close to the homebrew recipe that went into it. There's sometimes I feel like there's just so much care and attention to detail that goes into these. It's hard to replace on a big level. 
Yeah, um, you're right. I mean, staying small is kind of, if you can do it, I mean, obviously if you're going to be a brewery and that's your job, you have to make money. And usually that's, you may start as a nano and then you feel like you have to keep growing because you got employees and they need benefits and blah, 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 blah. We know how it works. Not having kids. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, hats off to them for, I mean, their brewery is sick. They've got a huge mural on the side of it of a, an awesome uh, Viking battleship. Nice. Definitely can tell from the pictures that the, you know, the fermenters are on the smaller side, which is great. I mean, that's kind of what the point we're making. Like if you can, put that care and attention into a homebrew on a not much larger than a homebrew size system, but make a living off of it kind of figured it out. That's kind of always been my secret plan is to make a, like a brew pub size brewery, convert my garage into a business and never leave home again. But that's time for another life. I have 900 colleges to pay for children and things like that. But after all that, John, when I've got nothing left but one kidney, I'll sell that and open up my garage brewery. That sounds Until good. Then, I'll gladly come <laughs> drink the rest of your cellar beers with you. I can't because I have no kid anymore. <laughs> At least I can brew it. Uh, but no, they're keeping the spirit of that, whatever that is, alive. They're killing it. I love this. This is, this is beautiful what they're doing. Um, and the beer is a product of that. I mean, this thing's, um, it's awesome. Truly. I mean, this is what I, this is what I want. Every time I see a, like a crazy milkshake beer, I'm like, man, I wish, or a pastry stout, I wish it was 5% and it's always 11. Not today. Today I win with all the flavors and have more than one of them. Maybe. Today's been a great day. It's uh, really exciting to get back on the air with you drinking weird beers if you're fortunate enough to be in or around the Richmond Hill, Georgia area, stop into Devilation. Ask him what it means. I think it has something to do with a pretty destructive end of a Viking battle. Um, and other than that, uh, I think that's everything. I forget how we end these. What's next week? Next week, we're going to be next week. Big, big next deal. Week. Next week, we're putting on our snow pants. We're getting that's in right. the RV, metaphorically, and we're heading out to Mills River virtually. Uh, which is in North Carolina. We're going to enjoy some Powder Day IPA, which is a brand new beer from Sierra Nevada. That's right. So until then, keep your glasses clean and your cellar dark. Cheers! We're back, baby. (laughs) I'm sweating. Mm Mm-hmm.